0: Pastor Corey told you earlier that we believe that the journey with God is a journey with his people. And I told you last week, I hope you believe that your voice is important, that it matters to God. And it doesn't mean if, only if you get what was happening, or if you're on the inside or whatever, it means like whoever you are here today, the community of faith is important to God where you are. The truth is that um, we need your help. We need your input. We need to know where you're struggling, where you're finding blessing in your life. And we want that from you. If you have a Bible church. I hope that if there are things that God is revealing to you or ways that you're being compelled, that you would come and talk to someone about it. And I want to share with you a few things that God's been showing the leadership team at Family Bible Church, but through his people. You know, I told you this morning, this whole idea, I just stole it from Krabby, right? I mean, God is leading his people here at Family Bible Church, and, and that's what we're celebrating. And so today I wanted to share a few things that are happening, just so you know what's going on. So you can, and you can tell us, you can give us feedback and say, I, I see that, or I don't see this, or, or whatever later. We'd love to hear a few things that God is doing. How is God leading at Family Bible Church? One of the ways that we believe God is leading us is in growing leaders for His kingdom, right? And it means that when you come to the table, you participate, that you have a stake in what's happening, that you're invested in the outcome. And and I've said it before, but not just here at Family Bible Church, but our job, whether the leaders stay here or don't, is to grow leaders who are after Christ, who are pursuing Him, I want to share another scripture with you, if you would turn with me um, to the book of Acts. I think it's going to be Acts uh, chapter 6. If you're keeping track, we're about uh, the first, um, first period is over. We're going into the second here. Um, this is a, a great passage of scripture. We're going to read the first uh, few verses here. And I'm going to talk to you about what we believe God's showing us. In those days when the number of disciples were increasing, Grecian Jews among them complained about the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order to wait tables. Brothers, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. And we will turn this responsibility over to them. And we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This is a moment early in the church's life where things need to be done. I said we're trying to grow leaders. We've been trying to grow leaders at Family Bible Church. But one of the things that this passage particularly points out is that what we have, and I hope that you appreciate it, is we have lots and lots of leaders at Family Bible Church men and women who oversee ministry areas. Um, if I had to go through and, and run them all down, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, we have the, the family group ministries that happen. We have the gra- Grapple and the crabby and Blast that's happening in the back right now. It's all led by men and women of the church. We have coffee in here on Sundays. We have things being done at the office administratively. Um, we have sound techs in the back and we have, I mean, there's people serving and, and it's not just a matter of finding a spot to serve, but it's people who are taking the responsibility to do it. I think that one of the things that we're seeing coming next with Family Bible Church is to identify a larger group of people who are leading here, right? In other words, people you know, who are overseeing ministries, who are, who are trying to, we have missions teams that are being sent out, and we have people who load in and load out equipment, and we have people who serve in other ministries in the community, The key I want you to see here is in verse 3. It says, Choose men from amongst yourself who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. And this is the key part. And we will turn this responsibility over to them and give our attention to prayer and to the word. The reality is that it wasn't that they kept after. it. As a matter of fact, if you skip... If you skip down to verse 7, it says this, So, this is because of the decision, the word of God spread, and a number of disciples increased. This was the goal. I want you to see here that one of the things that we feel like is coming next is really um, respecting those people who are serving, letting them really be responsible for areas of ministry. The truth is that, and this is the thing we always have happen here, people always say, well, when are they going to do? There's no they. It's us. That's what I'm saying to you for a while. It's your voice matters. It's not them. It's us. It's those who are here and on mission with Family Bible Church. And the truth is that we need to honor God and we we, we seek Scripture when we look to how we're going to build ourselves and the way we're going to do that is um, the way the Bible describes, which is identifying those leaders who are serving in ministries and letting them have responsibility over those ministries. So that's just something, and I know it's kind of loose, but there's, there's something there that God's been moving in. And this isn't, like, this isn't like, oh, we had a meeting last month and this is what we're working on. That's not what this is. This is like years and years of God showing us things consistently, I feel like, over and over again. The leaders that God calls is, are qualified By him, and you might think, "Well, what am I qualified to do?" You know, if God calls you to do it, He has qualified you to do that work. Men and women full of the Spirit and of wisdom. No matter what we do, we're we're seeking to glorify God. The second thing that I want to talk to you about at Family Bible Church: How is God leading Family Bible Church? Is uh, through um, this continual looking after permanent space okay we meet here every week in the middle school and it's fantastic it's a great it's a great facility for us it's awesome and we load in lot. we have awesome screens and we have all this stuff that we can you know gear we can load in and load out we have a little trailer and people pull it it's really cool you know what i mean it's, it's it's great what we've been given and yet we were having a leadership team meeting we were talking about things we talk about this all the time it comes and goes the office space we're going to renew our lease not renew our lease these are always questions we have to answer right on the leadership team but one of the clarifying questions that was brought up was this. Where will Family Bible Church be in 10 years? Right? And it's been like, what, eight years now? Where are we going to be in 10? And the question wasn't where are we going to be because, you know, we're not, we're not, we can't tell the future. God knows the future. Right? But the question, the clarifying question was this. Will it look like this? And our sense was No. One thing that we have neglected is this idea of a permanent space. And, and I, I can tell you that I am the least qualified person to run a building campaign, and that's not what I'm up here talking about. But I'm saying a permanent space, whether we own it, whether we lease it, whether we, but something that we can use for the community to share the gospel more effectively. You know, we're going to be having VBS this summer here at Family Bible Church. That's another ministry, by the way, being led um, by a faithful um, woman of God, Heather Drazen, this year. And one of the things that comes up our way is, well, we have to make sure we can rent the middle school out for that, you know? There's opportunities with Grapple and Crabby, where they meet at the office, and it's great. We praise God for it. But the question is, how do we grow that ministry when we're always moving locations? So I want to say something, by the way, with this whole deal. I know this whole thing you're thinking, what kind of a sermon is this, right? But the whole thing, I'm just trying to talk to you about what's happening at Family Bible Church. There's been someone, and I don't know who it is, praise God, who's just been faithful, believing that God is going to get us there, you know? And what we had is early in Family Bible Church, before I was here, in fairness, we had this building kind of push, we're going to do this thing, and there was all this giving for the building fund, which you know we've kept good stewardship of, and we still have that money except for the build-out in North Town and all of those things. But here's the thing, there's been someone who just keeps hitting it, bam, Hitting it. Bam. They're like, we are going to get there. And I want to encourage you that if you are a Mission Family Bible Church and you have a heart that you want to see it change, you want to see a permanent space, again, whether it's a purchase or a lease or whatever, we'll have the conversation in the community, but believe that if you are giving to that end at this church, that's what it'll be used for. That in God's timing when the right thing comes along, we will use those resources faithfully to get us into a permanent location here. I'll say something else about this if you're one of those people who drives around and see stuff and you go huh i wonder what's going on with that and you and god gifts you in that way talk to us about it we're not all seeing you know there might be a great there might be a great opportunity right now in our community for us to have a space that could be ours and we aren't seeing it maybe god's showing it to you if you're seeing those things we invite you into that conversation our desire, by the way, is never to build a building. If nothing else, this idea of being on journey with Jesus at Family Bible has taught us is that the church is the people, not the stuff. It's not a building. It's not a building. It's the people of God. And therefore, a building only becomes a tool, a permanent space only becomes something we can use to share the gospel. So we're going to be re-honoring and re-seeking and re-praying about what God wants for us as a church. And you know what? If God comes back and says, just what you're doing, then that's what we'll be doing. But if God says we're going to do something else, we're going to do something else. If you want to be part of that conversation, we would love for you to be part of the conversation with us. The third thing I want to share with you, and then this will be the last, in this second period, if you will. The third thing is this. We want to make... God honoring decision at Family Bible Church. And, and, and that might be something you go like, well, it's a big deal, make a decision. But you know what? We really want to make decisions that are honoring to God. And I think God honoring decisions for any part of the body of Christ have, have two components that are key as Christians, right? And the first is this that the things that we do are Jesus centered, Jesus centric. I, I preached a while back about Jesus centered life and ministry. But I want you to understand something. No matter how big or small something that Family Bible Church is involved with, our prayer and our goal is always to make sure that Jesus has a seat at the table. Right? That means that if you're in a small group gathering at Family Bible Church, our prayer is that you know that there is room there for Jesus amongst you. Because ministry without Jesus is nonsense. And so... The first way we make decisions is Jesus-centered ministry. I can tell you, when we get together, the leadership team here, we pray. We seek God. We ask his intervention. We ask for him to show us what's happening. Our family group leaders, they pray before they meet. And I know their hearts, and they want God to teach when we gather on Sunday mornings here, this isn't about me, and it's not even about Family Bible Church. It's about what Jesus is doing in this time and place. And so all of a sudden, we begin to see and try to make wise decisions that everything begins to connect through Christ, everything. And that if we're doing things that don't require Jesus, we shouldn't be doing it. That's the first thing is that we're seeking to, to make sure that Jesus is central in everything we do at Family Bible Church The second, and by the way, it's very practical, so no matter what, if you see someplace, you're like, where's Jesus in that? Like, that's what we want to talk about, right? The second part is this, being led by the Holy Spirit of God. If you're still in Acts 6, will you flip a few chapters back to Acts 15? I want to read you this real brief letter that was written um, to the early church. Acts 15, verses 23 through 29. This is happening in the church of God. And this is what, this is how they decide. This is after they appointed those leaders and stuff. And this is how they decide to move forward. Listen to what the word says. And I don't know how your, your translation is, but mine's like a letter when you read it, like a letter. Here it says, with them they sent the following letter, colon. And here's the letter. The apostles and elders, your brothers, I want you to see that. They're identifying just like you and me. We're with you. Two, the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. And so we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are now writing down for you. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. I'm going to read these. You are to abstain from food sacrifice to idols, uh, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. And this is my favorite part, farewell. <laughs> you know, It's just a letter. But what I think our team t- takes away from this, and I know in my own life take away from this, is that when you're on mission with God and the way we seek to honor God in our decision-making is that's the key phrase. It seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us that we are fully participating in the journey of God. If you read the context in the book of Acts here, this isn't a very, you know, mousy conversation they're having. They're not whispering each other, and they're not like, you know, holding hands and singing songs. They're having a real hard conversation about what does it mean to follow Jesus, and sometimes they don't agree. Sometimes it's heated. Sometimes It's passionate. But in the end, when they decide that this is what we're going to do, they say, church, this seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And that's how we operate as well. Holy Spirit led at Family Bible Church. That's our goal. That's what we pray for. And there's even been times when we're making decisions as a church where we stop right in the moment and we say, let's pray right now. Let's ask God's intervention right now. What would he have us to do The decisions made by the church happened after a lot of talking, but even more, listening. Read the context. That's how they came to that decision. And so those are three things that we see coming up. Growing leaders, looking toward more permanent space, and and continually making God-honoring decisions. That's all we want at Family Bible Church. Make God-honoring decisions in all of those things. So the last question that I have for you is, uh, is this. Where can you share the gospel in your life? Our job is to make disciples of Jesus. And disciples of Jesus share the gospel. And I don't know what that means for you, but it doesn't mean like, a, you know, those awkward conversations that are, it just means that you look people in the eye and you identify with their pain, their hurt, their lostness, And then you tell them, do you know that God loves you so much that he is delivering you from this? The question is, where can you share the gospel? Maybe today, as I've shared these things with you, you thought, well, I could do this or that. Maybe you would like to preach or maybe you'd like to serve in a ministry here, blast or grapple or crabby. Maybe there's some way here, family groups, you could be a leader and you could really share, you could be permission to share the gospel. You know, one of the coolest things, if you struggle to share the gospel, sign up for Blast and then go back there and share the gospel with kids, right? Go to camp this summer and share the gospel with some sixth graders. Get permission. But maybe you need to share it at home. Telling your spouse, your kids that God loved them so much that he would die to save them. Or maybe a coworker. Some of the greatest stories I've heard have been co-worker conversations where people are far from God and someone gets to show the love of Christ to them. Or maybe it's at school with your teachers or other students. You can show mercy and you can show grace. The question that you should be asking is, where in my life are people that need to be forgiven? And how can I help deliver the good news to them? I'm going to read this last passage so you don't have to turn there. This is a great writing by the Apostle Paul. It comes in Romans. And he says this. Moses describes in this way the righteousness that's by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. They'll keep the law. They'll be perfect people. But the righteousness that is in faith says Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven, that is, who will bring God to us, or who will descend into the deep, that is, who will bring Christ back from the dead. But what does it say? This is what the gospel says. The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is my Lord, my boss, my master, And if you believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's good news. But listen to this. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Scripture says that anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Therefore, there's no difference anymore between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here it is, listen to this church. How then can others call on the one to be saved if they do not, uh, that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in one whom they've never heard of? And here's the clincher. How can they hear unless someone goes and tells them? How can they preach unless they're sent out with the gospel? This is what scripture says. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The question that's asked is, how can we share the gospel in our lives? And I hope that individually and as a church, we're asking that question. What are the places you could walk that someone would say, Your feet are blessed because you brought the good news to me. We're going to close with that. Please join me in prayer if you would. Father, we thank you so much for this time in your word, this time at your table, this time in your presence. And Father, For what it was, we give you thanks and praise. We pray, Lord, not here in this time only like it's a show, but in real life out there, we would be the church. That we would go and share good news with those who need to hear it. Oh, Lord, that we would just look people in the eye and say, God loves you. God's dying to forgive you. Father, that we would be those um, feet that would bring good news. Help us to do that. Help us to be a better follower of Jesus. Help us to be a more full Christian in this life. Help us to move with your spirit to bring the uh, gospel into the whole world. And Lord, that is a big ask, Father, but we know that you would love to do that help us to stop seeing with those broken eyes that we can't do these things and instead believe that you will do them among us father for everything that we have here we give you praise and glory and for all that we are we give you thanks and praise i pray a prayer of thanks today for those who have moved closer to you in this time a prayer of thanks for those who found some healing today a way forward A prayer of thanks for those places that you've moved and you've spoken to someone. And today, Father God, we just give you praise and glory for this chance to worship you more fully. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.